from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Play action. Chapin looking to throw. He's going deep. Right side. He's got a man. Monterey Baldwin. Touchdown Bears. Baylor in the end zone on their first possession of the season. A touchdown pass of 47 yards from Blake Chapin to Monterey Baldwin. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor. By Alliance Bank Central Texas. By Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Your friend in the car business. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. On the web at thebaylorclub.com. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers. 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Coach, congratulations on the win. Hey, thank you. Um, way proud of our guys. I thought, you know. I look back all the way to January, to spring, to summer, to fall, just continuing to mature and um, take on um, responsibility and accountability. And about a lot of that just showed up today, just starting the game the way we did, finishing the game the way we did. There was plenty of off-ramps there to uh, look up at the scoreboard and look up at the crowd and uh, not be into it, but I thought they were so into it. And so, way cool to see. We had a lot of guys play, and so that was fun too. But uh, it was a good way to kick it off. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. Fireworks at the end of the game, and the Bears win it over U Albany. 69 to 10, the final score tonight. Bears open with a win over FCS U Albany. Great Danes. Bears are 1 0 on the season. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield from Saturday evening at McLean Stadium. Baylor football, a 69 10 winner over U Albany. Welcome in. Glad you're with us on a Monday, a Labor Day holiday for, I'm going to say many of you, I'm going to say most of you, a holiday today. So take advantage of that. We are <laughs> glad to be here. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, in the Allen Samuel studio. We are here to keep you entertained as there you're you off go. today. Oh, yeah. Get you. Who's out at a pool right now, poolside, listening to us? I don't know, but that'd be pretty sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I know it would, wouldn't it? So uh, wherever you are and you're tuned in, we appreciate it. Uh, Some of you listen in real time. Some of you listen to the podcast of the shows later. But wherever or whenever you are listening, we do appreciate it. Yeah, Bears uh, won. I'm going to say impressively on Saturday evening. Aaron, you and I were talking about it when you play in FCS school. You just have to factor that in, you know. And uh, there were obviously some things I'd sort of – I take my cue from Coach Aranda. You know, if he's happy, if he likes the way the team performed, he's going to see things that none of us really would. And if he's happy, then, Jude, I'm happy, and I think it's great. Yeah, that's exactly the way I felt. I I was – obviously, they looked impressive. Big plays on offense – 
the defense was dominant. You had big play on big plays on special teams, including a touchdown. Uh, but I still wanted to hear what he had to say. And yeah, I mean, he was he was thought that the overall effort and the overall game was really really good for the team. And yeah. I'm like, okay, that's all I needed to hear. Yeah, that's right. Bring on BYU. Yeah, that's it. Ooh, that's going to be a step up in weight class this week. <laughs> you <it>? ain't kidding. <laughs> for that's sure. a great analogy. Yeah, B- uh, BYU uh, 50 to 21 winner over South Florida. Really impressive uh, in that win. And that's next, uh, headed to Provo to play BYU on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. It really is. That's a good BYU team. I don't think people, Baylor fans at the time, knew how big. They knew it was a really good win for Baylor, but right. I don't think people knew how big a win that was as far as showing how good Baylor was last year. I think you're right. When they beat BYU and dominated them, quite frankly. Yeah. And then you see BYU beat almost everyone else and you're like oh they're good yeah Baylor's just really good that's right you know we just didn't know it at the time um, I think a lot of people were still kind of wondering after the Southwest Texas uh, Southwest Texas <laughs> God, I'm old back there you go yeah, Texas State game how about that yeah. you know um, but you're gonna have those kind of games early in the season sometimes it just happens and that I think that was shown last year but hopefully we get Get the same result against BYU, even though it is in Provo, and that's a really tough place to play. Yeah, and I get the feeling that they are they are laying in wait for the Baylor Bears. You know, like they were disappointed uh, with you know with the loss here in Waco last year, and he, now here's a future Big Twelve opponent coming into their place. And I just think that this is kind of a, a game that they've circled. You this know? is this is their Super Bowl this yeah, year. Yeah, it really yeah. is. I think. Uh, the good thing for Baylor is, and I'll just I'll just preface this by saying hypothetically mm-hmm. that having Albany as the first game may give you a little chance. You never look ahead, but you can start doing some things for the second game. Maybe. I think yep. if you're playing Albany first, yep. Yep. I don't know that that happened, but it would give you some time to start doing things. Uh, when you when you really have a, a team overmatched yeah. like they did against Albany, so I think they'll be ready too. I think that uh, Coach Aranda, I think the TCU game taught him. He learned a lot from that game. He even talked about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the big thing w- was that he pointed out after the game, which I thought was great, that he saw that I thought during the game was matching energy, yeah. you know. And he wants his team to keep an even keel and not lose their temper. And that's absolutely right. But when the other side is just fired up, ready to rip the doors off, and this is their Super Bowl, you know, you have to you have to up the energy yeah. on your side too. You you know, it it can't always be calm and cool. And I think that was his big takeaway from the TCU game. I think I think that will apply some to this. Well, I don't. Th- I think it'll apply a lot to this BYU game. Too. Yeah, you'll hear. Uh, we'll let you hear the uh, Dave Aranda press conference as we like to do on Mondays. Uh, coming up, one thing you'll hear is a question about uh, not TCU but Oklahoma State up there last year in Stillwater and the loss to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And you know what do you what do you take away from that? You know what do you learn from that? And you'll hear it is a very direct uh, response from nice. Coach Aranda Which about what is, they learned but... from that. <laughs> Right, right. And, and and that's one thing people have to realize is is Coach Aranda is still learning, and I know everyone is, but this is only his third year as a head coach, and he's been defensive coordinator at some big-time programs. But it's still 
a huge difference being dif- defensive coordinator and being head coach and being in charge of the whole program. And I think he, you know, there were some really great lessons in the two losses that Baylor had last year and in some of the wins that they had, you know, um, especially the Iowa State win that the offense didn't play well, but they were still able to pull it out with defense and special teams, things yeah. like that. Yeah, five and one against ranked teams last year. Yeah, Baylor was so. Now here's a ranked opponent in uh, in BYU coming up Saturday. Some of the some of the notes, some of the thoughts from Saturday, uh, and again we'll let you listen in to the Dave Aranda press conference today. Uh, I thought the crowd was really good, forty one two forty two, and they were out in Touchdown Alley. They were there early. The Touchdown Alley, yeah. From everyone that I talked to that was there, they were amazed yeah. at how packed it was. Really good. You know, it was warm. It was, you know, not as hot as it could be, but it was humid, man. It was so humid Did out there Did you see Mosley brought his deodorant? Did he? Yes. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, that's what uh, Tom was like. And uh, Mosley's actually reapplying deodorant as we speak. I was like, <laughs> that's good because it was really humid out there. Right. A lot of folks were there, and it was really great atmosphere. Because think about it, and this was, you know, what, 90, 95% Baylor people? Maybe more than that, because yeah. Albany is so far away. You know, I saw a few of their people, but not very many. I could count them on one hand, probably. So it was uh, predominantly Baylor folks out there, really good atmosphere. Baylor line was great. Way to go, Baylor line. You know, they filled those seats on the far side of the field, and the uh, entry onto the field was tremendous. And they stayed. So yeah. this game was a blowout. But those uh, kids, I'm going to say kids, uh, the freshmen in the Baylor line, they stayed till the very end, till the fireworks display was over. So well done. And that's one of the great things about the success of the football program is growing up. I've always thought that that was one of the coolest traditions in college football. Now that they've had so much success on a national level and people are seeing it, people are recognizing, Mm -hmm. you know, how great a tradition the Baylor line is. You you see it every broadcast. They're like, this is the this is where the freshmen come on. You know, they run onto the field and yeah. then they welcome the team onto the field. You know, and I'm, I'm just like, good. Fi- people are finally seeing exactly. it. Exactly. I think it. I'm biased, obviously, but I think it's the best tradition in college football. And even if you're not a Baylor fan, I think you have to put it up there with some of the best. Yeah, it's really good. So uh, well done by our crowd by the Baylor line. Uh, I thought things went really smoothly, you know, for a first game. Sometimes there's, you know, maybe long lines at the restrooms or long lines at the concession stand or something like that. But I just think uh, facility-wise, logistics-wise, I I think things went really, really well on Saturday. So kudos to everybody who made that happen. Uh, On the field, uh, you know, Baylor ended up with 573 yards of offense. (laughs) um, And the rushing ended up being 259. First half was just 43 yards rushing. And, you know, I just thought against, no offense to you, Albany, but against a team like that, against an FCS team, that Baylor would just have their way, you know, rushing against them. The first half, it didn't happen. Came out in the third quarter, that first possession, they drove down the field 80 yards, and every inch of it was on the ground. They wanted to, uh, you know, kind of assert themselves rushing, and they did that. Right, and I know Baylor always wants to – run no matter what, no matter what defense the other team is in. But they did a lot in the first half of taking what the defense was giving them, and yeah. they were giving them the deep ball. Right. And uh, Blake Shapin took took full advantage of that. You know, if they, they were they were 
packing the box to stop the run, and he just went over the top a couple of times for, for big plays. He can do that. He can do it well. We saw Kyron Drones in there. He made some nice throws as a backup quarterback. Saw a lot of receivers. We saw a lot of uh, running backs. Eight different players scored for Baylor in the game. <laughs> Eight different guys scored touchdowns. Let me say that. Eight different players scored touchdowns on Saturday. So, uh, you know, no matter how you slice it, really good defensive effort uh, and overall effort. Uh, defense gave up one touchdown after Baylor failed to convert on a fourth and one in the first half. Gave him a short field. Right. And that's where the one touchdown came from uh, for Albany. But uh, 69 to 10, not much to find fault with with that. Nope, good way to start. And now the real test comes this week. That's right. Up a weight class this week <laughs> uh, to play uh, the BYU Cougars in Provo. All right, the uh, Dave Aranda press conference coming up in a bit. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Let's check weather, and we'll be back with more in a moment on this Labor Day Monday. John Morris Show. From the Allen Samuels Studios, brought to you by Allen Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast for this afternoon, sunny and hot with a high near 95. Tonight, clear skies and cooler with a low near 65. Currently, it's sunny and 93 at ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time, we welcome into the program Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. If you want to talk about an actual existential threat to Texas high school football, the official shortage is one of those things. I mean, this is something that, you know, look, I don't know if anybody's out there is, is out there going to the game dressed as a referee, wearing the referee jersey with the referee pom-poms, but we need them. We've got to have them out there. They're, they're absolutely essential. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Are you tired of the same old boring pizza? Well, it's time to step it up and head on over to Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall off Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco. This pizza is a handcrafted cuisine from the Castillo family, serving the fine food since the 1930s. Order by the slice or a whole pie or try Castillo's spaghetti and meatballs. Top your meal off with Italian gelato with many flavors to choose from. Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall, Waco. Stop by or check them out at villagepizzeria.com. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners, we have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. The Cowboys Update, weekdays at 725 a.m. and 4.50 p.m. is brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Looking for answers to your financial questions? In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we break down investments and wealth management in a Q&A style format. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. 
Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. At Bush's Chicken, we start each day with one thought in mind. Be the best. Be the best at all we do. Whether it's preparing food or waiting on customers. So at the end of the day, when it's closing time, we can say, well done. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to everyone. We are glad to be here on a Labor Day and glad you are with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, brought to you in part by Alliance Bank Central Texas. Alliance Bank Central Texas, independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. Welcome uh, back. Glad you're with us. Next segment lets you listen in to the Dave Aranda press conference from earlier today. Bears and Cougars, Baylor and BYU coming up next Saturday. Uh, this Saturday from Provo, Utah. It's Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Um, and we uh, we uh, will let you just uh, get his thoughts from the press conference earlier today. Uh, let me mention now something else that is going on this week. Uh, it is this Saturday, and I'll be going to Provo, so I'll miss this. But I hope you will make a point to uh, come by it is the fabulous Diamore Fine Jewelers annual first responders event. It is this Saturday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. They do this every year, and it's really just to say thank you to our active local first responders. Their first responders appreciation event this Saturday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Diamore at 4541 West Waco Drive. Uh, go by for free jewelry, swag bags, food, drinks, and raffle for an exclusive Blue Line, Red Line, Citizen Eco Drive watch only at Diamore Fine Jewelers. Now, they are hosting. They've got others that are partners with them in this. Hometown Bakery, Amanda Cunningham, Hatco, Modern Media, and Barnard Beef. So thanks to them for being a part of this and uh, just uh, sending a shout-out to our active local first responders. So we'll continue to remind you about that over the course of the week. It comes up this Saturday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. It is absolutely free. Go by Diamore Fine Jewelers. All right, Aaron, the uh, the Big 12 uh, had a nice opening weekend, some good wins in there. TCU's win over Colorado, really impressive. Kansas won over Tennessee Tech. 
Big 12 went 9-1 and one over the weekend. The only loss was that West Virginia lost by 7 to Pittsburgh. No shame there on Thursday night. No, and if that – if the if a, a ball doesn't go through the receiver's hands for exactly. a pick six, they're exactly. going to beat Pittsburgh, and uh, the the Big Twelve is going to go undefeated. Just unfortunate for West Virginia in that game, but yeah, a great weekend for the Big Twelve. Yeah, really, really good opening weekend. Uh, Texas beat ULM. Uh, now they'll host Alabama coming up this Saturday. There'll be a lot of attention on that game this Saturday. <laughs> I told you. Remember. Back last month, I think it was the Field of Dreams game, you know, when the Reds played the Cubs, uh, and it was on Fox, and they were promoting the heck out of Texas and Alabama on September 10th. A lot of promotion for a 54-14 game. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Yeah. So uh, so that comes up finally hey, I, this Saturday. You know, A&M beat them. Nobody gave them a chance, including myself. So, yeah. you know, you never know. But I, I'm pretty confident in, in uh, Alabama's chances. I heard an interesting stat this morning. Make sure I get this right. Uh, Alabama has not won, I think, a non-conference road game, true road game, since 2011, which is a little misleading. A true road game means you're in that school's stadium. They play so many neutral site games, big games like Jerry World or Atlanta or something like that. But that's a little odd, isn't it? 2011. It really is. It just goes to show you when you when your program is where they are, you just get people to come to your house and play, or yeah. you don't play them. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to travel. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, Tech one. Uh, Joey McGuire, a winner in his uh, head coaching debut in Lubbock. Congratulations to him on that. Uh, mentioned TCU over Colorado. Iowa State won on Saturday. They play Iowa this week. So. Really good opening weekend uh, across the board uh, in the Big 12. Now, several teams have, uh, again, a step up uh, in their competition this week, including Baylor at BYU. That being said, let's take a break. When we come back, let you listen in to Dave Aranda's press conference from earlier today. We are brought to you in part by Kaleo Wealth Management. Kaleo Wealth Management concentrates their efforts on developing long-term relationships through a commitment to quality client service, that is Kaleo Wealth Management. Also brought to you by, and I mentioned them earlier, DMRA Fine Jewelers. DMRA at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Waco Lions football on ESPN Central Texas. The Lions host the Granberry Pirates in a district opener this Thursday night. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tuse and me this Thursday as the Lions take on Granberry, presented by Bird Coach at 4. Our coverage of Lions football begins at 6.30 with the pregame show, the kickoff, and all the action at 7 o'clock. It's Waco and Granberry, presented by Bird Coach at 4 on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand-new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFempo.com. That's CampFIMFO.com. 
This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying, I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try their new porky pig tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central. Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Florida State blocked an extra point attempt with no time left on the clock to beat LSU 24-23. Tonight, Clemson pays a visit to Georgia Tech. It was a winning weekend for major college football teams in Texas. Baylor topped Albany 69-10. Texas beat Louisiana Monroe 52-10. And AM shut out Sam Houston State 31-0. They each get a tougher opponent this week as Texas hosts Alabama. AM is at home against Appalachian State. And Baylor visits BYU. With yesterday's 5-2 setback, the Rangers lost all four games in Boston over the weekend. Texas is in Houston tonight to start a three-game series. And you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Astros beat the Angels 9-1 to run their season record to 86-48. That's the most wins by any team in the American League. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, 
same vein, the first big road test last year at Oklahoma State, you saw a lot of the newer guys blink. Mm-hmm. How do you then prepare for the hostile environment on Saturday? From the very beginning, yeah, from January all the way on. Just every obstacle that's hard, everything that's not uh, not easy, everything that's not, you know, um, that's not comfort, right, saying yes to those things. Back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us inside the Allen Samuel Studios. That is Coach Dave Aranda from his press conference earlier today. I want to let you listen in now to the uh, complete press conference with Coach Aranda. The Bears coming off the 69 to 10 win over University at Albany and traveling to BYU this Saturday. It's good to see you guys feel good going into this week. You know, I think way proud of the team for their effort and their focus and their energy for last week. I think so much of it is trying to get out of our own way, you know, and really reveal, um, you know, who we are and what we're all about and all of it. And, and I thought for so many guys, first game, so many guys played and, um, so many guys in new roles, you know, leadership roles. And there's always the the uh, anxiety or the, um, the, the view of, like, I need to make every play. I, um, I have these accolades. I need to do this. I need to do that. And didn't, didn't see any of that. Saw young guys that stepped on the field for the first time and, and uh, felt like they belonged there. And so... Uh, I credit uh, the team. I credit the coaches for a lot of that. I think those are the, you know, we talk about the task within the task. And I think, you know, the first game of the year, you know, the task within the task, you know, what we're doing when we're really doing what we're doing is um, to play green. And so um, it only gets harder from here. And so what a great opportunity um, with this next game. Versus B, versus BYU and um, you know Kalani and his team are are playing at a high level. So excited for that! I think an opportunity for us again to show uh, what we're about. Take any questions you guys got. Dave, you, you mentioned um, BYU. What specifically impresses you about them? They, they looked so good in that first game. Uh, they're a veteran group. They've got. I want to say there's eight guys back on either side of the ball, and then you know just their um, a lot of experience on top of just that as well. So you know they've been playing for a while, um, and there's a great physicality about them. I think their size and their physicality really stands out, and um, you know they they play a um, 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 a real physical kind of old school type of game and it's it's cool to see from the outside you know it's another thing to be lined up against it and so we're 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 definitely um going to be challenged at the light of scrimmage how about jerry hall just kind of what he brings um great play action pass thrower um i think he can he can move in the pocket and create things if things aren't there he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks we play all year um, and, um, you know, it, the film is impressive in terms of uh, the decisions he makes, 
the um, the throws that he's able to complete, and really the you know the the throws that he do, that he doesn't take, he doesn't uh, he doesn't put the team at risk, and so uh, you know he from where we he was he was good last year, he's better now. Dave, uh, when Blake starts scrambling, sometimes do you ever? Like hold your breath, you know, just uh, and do you have to sort of balance, like trying to rein him in or just letting him be himself? Because obviously he can make big plays, like the touchdown run. Yeah, I think you know, there's there's times where I mean, we would all want him to slide, you know. We so every Tuesday we have a drill of the day, and um, every position coach will start with that drill of the day, and here's the drill, and here's how it. Um, you know, here's how it shows up in, in in the game. And I think it's important to do that. And it ties, you know, um, it ties the individual work to, um, to, uh, you know, to games. And so it's not lost that it's all scheme or, you know, this design or this adjustment or this check, that it's all much more foundational and much more... Um, much more created and run by players, you know, than coaches. And and so, anyways, one of the the drill of the day, I think it was a week ago. We for uh, the quarterbacks, it was you know sliding. <laughs> so we probably need another one. So we'll we'll double it up. Hey, you talked about the number of players that played mm-hmm. running back and receiver. Did you see specific guys emerge there, or will it take maybe a couple more games? No, it was it was good to see. I think um, we, you know, I think that's ongoing, and so I think it's 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 uh, yes and to answer your question. You know, I think um, you know Monterey role his role is bigger now, and so uh, for him to kind of uh, take hold of that right away and run with it is cool to see. I think Hal and um, you know that the position he's playing right now is a uh, was a big one coming from last year, and and for him to make his own uh, mark on it pretty early is cool to see. And then yeah, I thought Seth did a lot of good things, blocking and and uh, a lot of little things that um, that I, he's really worked hard on in fall camp. And to see the transformation with Seth, just way cool. And I think he's he's emerging, and so um, it's good to see. And then you know to have Jalen catch that ball at the end was really neat. I think he's one. It's always fighting something, some type of, uh, you know, um, ankle injury or knee injury, and to be able to get him running like that, it's good for the future. Dave, you coached a game in Provo back in 2012. What do you remember about the atmosphere at Lavelle Edwards, and why is it such a hard place to play? Well, I, they're they're great at welcoming you at the beginning of the game, and um, just a really f- kind of friendly fan base. And, and then once you get in, I mean, it, it's packed and it gets loud. And you know, I think especially now that the games are later in the evening, I mean, that's a whole thing as well. Just uh, in your hotel, uh, looking at your uh, looking at the clock, you know. And so I think it, there is a home field advantage there. I mean, that's a storm that we have to run into. And we've been we've been um, talking about that and preparing for that, and so we'll see. They've kind of in that same vein. The first big road test last year at Oklahoma State, you saw a lot of the newer guys blink. Mm-hmm. How do you then prepare for the hostile environment on Saturday? From the very beginning, yeah, from January, all the way on, just every obstacle that's hard, everything that's not um, not easy, everything that's not, you know. Um, 
that's not comfort, right, saying yes to those things. Do you think Christian Morgan will be ready to play this Saturday? Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I've not heard anything different than that. That's our expectation. For you guys to go 5-1 and one last year in ranked games, how do you prepare coming in against a really tough opponent, and is it realistic that you'll have that kind of record this year against a ranked opponent? No, I appreciate the question. We don't really look at the opponent that way, and so, so much, it's all really just what we're doing, and I have to imagine that probably sounds, um, you know, um, old hat to you guys, but I think, you know, Especially, like, so we talked about t- today about narrowing the focus, upping the quality, and increasing the speed. And I think those are the things that, are, that can travel and can play when, um, you know, it's third down there and you can't hear anything. And, um, you know, they're aligned in a look that maybe we ain't seen yet. And we have to execute. It's got to be our best versus their best. And so to narrow the focus is to control and which the things that you can control. And, um, you know, I anticipate this week just the outside noise will probably get more and more, more people with more opinions. And I think a lot of it for a fan is it's good. And, um, you know, I appreciate all that. But I think from the inside out, you know, those, those could be looked at as distractions. And so to focus on what's right ahead of us, let's have the best Tuesday practice, the best Wednesday practice, so on and so forth. And then to up the quality, you know, I think, you know, what are we going to call when we got to have it? Um, I have to imagine there's going to be a lot of got to have it plays or situations in this game uh, being closely contested. And so uh, let's not have a lot of fluff. Let's have the real stuff. And then the speed, you know, we had, I think we had 12 guys over 20 miles an hour. And we had 30, 30 total over 20 miles per hour in this last game. Um, so we're playing really fast, and we want to continue that. And so, you know, as we're looking at the game plan, right, does this increase our speed or does this decrease our speed? How do you feel about Kyron Drone's development now that he's cemented as the number two? Really good. Yeah, I thought... Kyron did a lot of good things. I thought there was a poise about him, which I'd always, you know, kind of figured it would be like that, but you never really know till you know. And, um, you know, there's a smile and a confidence about him in, uh, on the sidelines. And uh, there was good uh, vocal leadership, you know, on the field with him. And so excited about what he can do. A couple of those throws, you know, he's slinging it. So excited about the future for him. When news coming out that there could be 12-team playoff, what are your thoughts on expanding that? I think it's good for the sport. I think people, um, you know, there's always questions about, you know, I think once that shows up, if you look from a big perspective, I think you immediately go, like, what what happens to bowl games? You know, do bowl games lose their importance? I think there's already kind of a, a um, um, you could probably make that argument now. That that's already happening now, and so with with this, does does bowl games really become an afterthought? Um, and so I, I have to imagine there's people that are working all that out in terms of solutions for that. But I think having the opportunity, uh, no matter where you're at, uh, to have a shot to get in and compete, I think will be way cool for the sport, and I think it's needed. Dave, will the running game need to? 
uh, we need to get that more established early this time? I think so. I think, um, you know, I think there's both, there's both, um, um, you know, a, um, a full understanding of, um, and full understanding and appreciation for the looks that we're going to see. And then I think it's also, you know, getting some of the, um, um, the happy feet, maybe the um, the insecurities out of the guys that are carrying the ball. I think those two things, um, you know, I think a lot of it is you go through the first one so that you can be better for the second one, and um, we're hoping that that's the case. Dave, going into an environment like this, how much does it help to have a few assistants who have spent as much time at BYU as they did, and how much do you lean on them going into a game like this? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, so there's a lot of um, there's good um, feedback from them, just you know, just on the on the experience of playing at night and what that's like. Um, obviously, they know the the coaches there, and um, there's 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 a good awareness of personalities and all of it. But you know, um, I I've I have not worked with Kalani, but I've I'm close to Kalani. Kevin Clunes on that staff, close to him. Ed Lamb, I worked for, for I think like two months um, um, when I left Delta State, and Ron Roberts. And prior to going to Hawaii, I was there with Ed at uh, Southern Utah, and so a lot of those guys I know too. And so it's a, it's a, we're all a close group. Coach, in terms of most non-conference opponents, you kind of go in, you've seen the tape, but maybe players don't know exactly what to expect on the field. When you have this rare one where a lot of guys have seen this team before, mm-hmm. how much of a benefit is that to you? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, it works both ways. I think, um, you know, in looking at them, there there is there is a flair of uh, game plan, um, of... Um, of game planning on the defensive side of the ball, particularly, and so you know there's not there. You look at week to week, they um, you know they change some. So there 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 are some consistencies, but not as much as maybe your typical outfit. And so I think that shows up, uh, which will kind of deter the. You know, we played them last year thing. And then, I, you know, I also think, though, that um, um, offensively with, um, you know, Grimy and Eric being there and, you know, having some of the roots of it and then, you know, seeing how it's expanded in the throw game particularly, I think, um, you know, the, the changes um, from last year to this year, I think, are, are many and they're probably growing. Dave, as you watch tape, maybe from BYU's game last week, is it kind of weird for you to see Gary running around in a US, U.S. set uniform? Well, I was pulling for him. You know, I thought, you know, I, I hope for him for all the success. And uh, I know they had a tough one versus BYU, and BYU does that to a lot of people. And so it was – I was definitely interested in in following it as it was, you know, going and then um, – or right after, rather, and then watching the tape, for sure. Dave, you talked about Monterey Ball a little lot earlier. How important is that for an inexperienced wide receiver group to have someone you can run plays with out of the backfield, put in the slot, put out wide? How important is his versatility? I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's 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 good. You know, I, I, um, I'm i um, thankful for 
for his ability, but then also, you know, um, Dallas and Sean and, and Grimey and all that, because we're, we're making what we do, what he does, you know? And so I think, you know, uh, there's a lot more option routes there's a lot more screens, uh, the fly sweeps for sure. Right, moving moving him around, try to find uh, roles for him that he can do what he does really well. I think those guys have got a great uh, you know, juice is right in there too. They've got a great uh, read on all that, and so I think together that's a real it's a real cool thing to see. And then uh, I think Jordan Neighbors is kind of right in that role as a guy that's uh, uh, kind of an apprentice that's coming along too. So. Yeah, we're kind of creating a spot as it goes. Coach, in terms of the success that not only your starters had on Saturday, but also some of the guys who got in there late, did that tell you something about your depth that maybe you didn't know after weeks of practice, or is it kind of know what you know knew a week ago or two weeks ago about that? No, I thought it was um, it was good for the team for as many guys that played as 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 they did. You know, it was really the first time since I've been here that we've been able to do that, and it's been difficult because we've wanted to do that for a while. And, uh, you know, when we have a, a new guy on a kickoff, I mean, there would be chance going. I think we talked about this last time, and, you know, uh, Bo in there and the whole thing, the whole sideline was calling his name, and I think he got in on the last play on a tackle, and so it was... It's very cool. You don't have a bunch of those, so you try to be able to take advantage when you can. Dave, all the single-digit numbers divvied out except for one. Is mm-hmm. there a strategy behind that? No, I think you know uh, that. So those single-digit numbers, guys that uh, uh, academically are it, right, are are, are achieving. Uh, guys that character-wise are are um, living everything out the right way. Guys that, you know, so whether it's in the bank treating people the right way or it's out in the class or your learning specialists or just anyone that you're interacting with, um, that there is, a, you know, we talked about respect the other day. And it's like a re-inspect. It's like take the time to get to know the, uh, who you're with and not just take, you know, there's not an entitlement or taking things for granted. And uh, so you want people that are are taking the time to know um, their people, you know. And then, you know, I think the other part with that would be, you know, football, that they're a contributor. And so I think those single digits have a lot more to do with off the field than on. And so that's something that's earned right now. Dave, you talked about Gavin the other night. How cool was that? And then what are your expectations for him? Is he a guy that can be in the wide receiver rotation, or is he going to mainly be used on kick returns? Yeah, so I think Gavin right now is is kind of coming on strong. I think, you know, starting off in spring, I think all of it was, you know, um, was, again, new for him. And then uh, kind of getting his his legs back. And then fall camp started really strong and uh, kind of got uh, tweaked up a little bit and has just now, this is about his second week back and is getting stronger and stronger. So fully expect him. To uh, to be in the rotation and be a strong contributor, he is already a leader of that group. Dave, is there a running game much different with Tyler Algier gone? No, the the Cal transfer they have physical. It's kind of a you know it's here we go again you know and um, um, is a physical runner, falls forward, has got good speed. 
I think his vision was was strong. I think he is a uh, he's a force, you know, and um, you know the 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 offensive line and their cohesion and their their ability to communicate with each other. They've been go- going at it for a while. A lot of those guys. I think there's one um, there's one tackle that's that's a, uh, a transfer as well. But outside of that. The, that group's been working with each other for a while, and so it's very clear on film. Uh, but their their running game is the first thing you have to stop, and it's immediate when you watch the tape. Is Apu the honorary tour guide on this trip? Or? <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that. I think, you know, it's one of those things where Apu wears, um, you know, he's Sunday morning, he's up early watching, watching film of uh, BYU. So I think, you know, um, he he will be ready to play this game. I think we're going to have to do a good job as coaches to not make it be bigger than what it needs to be. I think that's probably going to be the the concern is for him, like we talked about earlier, to narrow the focus and uh, control what you can control. But I, you know, the, if we're talking motivation, the motivation is there for him. That is Coach Dave Aranda, his weekly press conference. Apu Ika, the uh, the last question uh, from Salt Lake City. So you know this will be big for him going back and uh, originally signed with the LSU and then transferred to Baylor, so going back home, so to speak. Uh, talked to him last week. He said he's scarfing up every ticket he can find from his teammates. I said, how many are you looking for? He said, as many as I can find. <laughs> so if you have an extra ticket, uh, Apu is in the market looking for tickets. Coach Aranda's press conference, Baylor and BYU this Saturday. Television on ESPN. Our man Robert Griffin III has the uh, TV broadcast doing color, working alongside Mark Jones, Quint Kessinich on the sidelines. And we'll have the, and that's on ESPN on Saturday evening, late night from Provo. We'll have the broadcast beginning at 7 p.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas on Saturday. All right, take a final break in the hour. Come back, wrap things up, look ahead, share some birthdays with you all when we come back. John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels Studios. Thanks to the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Hey, they are closed today, uh, rightly so, after a huge weekend at the Baylor Club. I was leaving the stadium Saturday night and happened to be leaving at the same time as Mike Mosel, the general manager at the Baylor Club. And I just said, everything go okay? And he said, I think so. Said, good opening game, (laughs) good opening week. And that's saying a lot because they have so many things going on at the Baylor Club. I mean, Friday Night Live, they've got the uh, game day tailgate. And that was Saturday night, so that was even before the uh, Sunday Bear Victory Brunch, which it was a victory brunch again this this week. So uh, great things going on at the Baylor Club. Closed on Mondays. They'll be back open again tomorrow morning for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check it out their entire schedule on the web, thebaylorclub.com. Or give them a call at 254-710-8080. That is the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Your leader in high school sports. ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bare spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 254- 
254-710-8080. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and low policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. The source for Baylor Athletic News and Information, ESPN Central Texas. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark. Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again. Get it dressed up again. And let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners. We have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Back with us, final segment, John Morris Show on this Monday. John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuel Studios. Uh, Matt Mosley coming up next. Aaron, what do you guys have planned between uh, 4 and 5.30 today? And the Rangers coming up at 5.30. We will obviously talk about Baylor's win over Albany to start off their football season. We will talk with KWTX sports reporter Chris Williams about this weekend's high school football actions, some great games and a couple of upsets uh, around Central Texas. It was a great week of high school football. And we will also hear uh, parts of Coach Aranda's press conference from earlier today. All right, very good. So that's coming up, top of the hour. Keep it here from Matt Mosley and Aaron between 4 and 5.30. Birthdays today. Uh, quickly work through this list. It is Greg Hawthorne's birthday, former Baylor running back, uh, great job from Baylor on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Happy birthday to Greg Hawthorne. Phil Duran's birthday is today. 
uh, Baylor man and big in the Baylor Bee Association. Happy birthday to him. Rachel Caton's birthday is today. Rachel worked with us in athletic communications and now is with the Houston Astros. Happy birthday to her. Mm, Zuzana Zimanova's birthday is today. Former All-American tennis player at Baylor. Happy birthday to uh, Zuzana Zimanova. And, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, it's John Elliott's birthday today down the hall. You made mention of the fact he's off today for Labor Day. It's his birthday. He needs to be off today. Oh, okay, of course. Yeah, yeah you can be working on your birthday. <laughs> That's right. So happy birthday to Big John down the uh, row from us. So those, and then uh, top of the list for me is Gary Rhodes' birthday today. Gary, good friend for a long, long time. Gary is the uh, worship pastor at First Woodway Highland before that for many years. Just love Gary and Karen. They're on a trip right now, just the two of them to uh, Nashville, I think a conference in Nashville. So they are headed that way. But happy birthday to Gary Rhodes. If you know him, send him a a text or give him a call. Uh, Just one of the world's great guys, Gary Rhodes. Aaron, who would you add to the birthday list today? I have a couple today. Bob Newhart turns 93. Oh, that's great. Raquel Welch turns 82 today. Michael Keaton, who's played Batman and then in the... uh, most recent MCU Spider-Man pictures, he played the Vulture. He turns 71, and Rose McGowan turns 49. And there you go. Very good. There's the birthday list. Uh, if we missed you, I apologize, but that is a really, really good list today. On this Labor Day, again, we appreciate everyone tuning in today, and stay tuned. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Lord willing, we're back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Among our guests tomorrow... We'll visit with uh, Greg Rubel, the uh, longtime voice of the BYU Cougars. So tune in tomorrow for that here in the 3 p.m. hour. Right now, stay tuned. Matt Mosley coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks, Coach.